With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're old, we're grumpy, and we have more humbug than a predatory child catcher. Just once in a decade, in a lifetime maybe, the world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord! And now for something completely different. Very welcome to the festive Gorilla Cricket Grumpy Old Men podcast. Hey, hello, people. Hello, hello everyone. That's that's the voice of the bear you you heard there. Um, we also have not Fred Titmus, and making Bye. his grumpy debut, it's none other than Nestlers. Nestle boy, how are you? Fine. How how is everybody? So well, this is the first first time you've been grumpy nestlers is that, uh, is that what you're <laughs> it's saying? the first time i've been on a grumpy podcast first time i've been on any podcast actually i think we should aim already, to mate. be the uh, number one uh, cricket related grumpy podcast uh, on itunes I, I think we could probably manage that yeah i think we probably could you cornered that market well we were, we were chatting just before we switched on the red button which we did remember to do today we're pleased to know and uh, Nestlers was just launching into a chat, which we stopped him short because it, it sounded like a good podcast copy uh, about where he uh, it was nearly mistaken for a record manager or something. Is that right, Nestlers? What was it? What was the whole story there? Well, so so um, 
some friends of mine in North Carolina were in a band called uh, Motorola at the time. They had to change their name because they got threatened with uh, legal action. Um, good, good call. But um, there was a bit of a buzz about them and they were playing at a brewery, the brewery, which was a club in Raleigh in North Carolina. And the rumor went around that Jimmy Iovine, he of Interscope Records, uh, was going to come down and watch them with a view to signing them to Interscope, which was quite a big deal, especially for them. Uh, and um, we were at this, it, it was a brilliant club. It was this very, very shabby place. And these sort of four lim white limos turned up outside. It was hilarious. Um, the club held about 200 people sort of thing. And I'm standing there and I'm, I, I, you know, I hadn't, they're just mates of mine. Um, and I think he must've heard my accent or something. Um, we we had put them out one song on a on a compilation album. Me and my friends had a small label, and we put them out. Uh, they did one song for us, and I don't know if he got wind of that or something. But he, I was standing there, and so I got this tap on the shoulder, and I turned around, and it's Jimmy Iovine. And for those who don't know, Jimmy Iovine's the man who's produced Patti Smith, Bruce Springsteen. He worked on Born to Run and everything. And I'm turned around and sort of gone bloody hell. And he's, through the noise of the band, he's, he's, I got what he said, do we need to talk? Meaning he thought I was their manager. And I kind of looked at him and I pointed and we went outside into the car park and I'm like, oh, hi, you know, da -da. and he's gone, well, what's the deal? Blah, blah, blah. And I've gone, sorry, I don't understand. And he's gone, well, you know, you've signed them and all this. And I've gone, oh, no, 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 they're just mates of mine. Oh. That's where you went wrong, Nestlers. We could have all went well. You could have been a multi-millionaire. You could have been. You could have been in the fiant ones. You know. I did. I didn't have a contract with them or anything. They're just some buddies. As you just make that shit up on the fly. I know. And then you sell it to him, and then you do it later in the back room, mate. I was freaked out because I'm standing there with the guy who's produced bloody horses, Patty Smith, and I was just wanting to talk to him about that. And then he just. You realise you had an English accent, which in America is worth. You know, it's worth an extra zero on the end when it comes to negotiations. Yeah, you missed out. I know, but hey ho, those such a thing. So it was quite funny, but uh, he didn't sign my mate's band in the end. Well, That's he would have done had you. He would have done better. precisely. You could have convinced yeah. them in the parking lot they were worth a million dollar sign up, and then you know, Bob's your See, uncle. Off you I go on a world this, tour. I haven't got this salesman bollocks, have I? No, I'd have probably done the same. That's true, but I'm just telling you, post twenty years later, this exactly what you should have fucking done. <laughs> and you, you could have made sure you had a rider with plenty of donuts in. Oh, yes. every, every stop on the tour, it'd be Nestle's donuts. I haven't had a donut since I was last in Sydney. Really? Oh, you used to bring too many donuts in. They were bad. I know, me. but but they were they're only a pound a packet or sixty p a packet, I think, in that Sainsbury's. So I used they to were... think, oh, everyone likes a donut. So I used to buy lots. I mean, I've I did a thing at, at the start of September. I I, I was during this lock the lockdown. Uh, I was just eating rubbish because I'd, I'd get deliveries from Sainsbury's and I'd started to look and it was just full of crap. So I can't, I've gone on a sort of a diet. You've gone on a health <laughs> kick? You've gone on a health kick, Nestle? Well, I have been, I've, I've been taking vitamins, but I've also just cut out all the shite from my um, grocery orders because well, it was just... Nestle, last time we spoke, um, you, you said you hadn't had a drink since February or whatever it was. Is that still the case? I haven't had a drink since March the 14th. Oh man, I feel so sorry for you. That's right. Quite thirsty, I'd have thought. Yeah, I am. Well, uh, Not healthy. I've had plenty of this. <laughs> Gee, lovely. Hey. Well, speaking of which, I mean, actually, you know what? Nestlers looks like. Can you imagine those sort of 
post World War Two movies of the sixties. He looks like he'd been on one of them with sort of Burt Lancaster and uh, David. Are you his, referring to his guns of large moustache? Well, it's the unfeasibly large moustache, and actually the cap looks a bit cool. And and the thing around his neck is like a kaffir or whatever they use in the desert. You know, that's it. Exactly. There you go. And the Burley building. Like, uh, Reynolds gone to seed. Well, these um, people who, who will hear this but won't see it is I've got festive. Uh, I've got a festive backdrop of the Nakatomi Tower from Die Hard, which is a Christmas film. It is a Christmas Na- film. Nakatomi. Anyway. Um, uh, we've been listening to the life of Nestlers, but what grubby has been going on in the world of cricket? <laughs> uh, Pakistan lost a T20 match to New Zealand earlier today. No news there, really. Um, I suppose the big news this week is uh, India skittled for Billy Twelve Trees 36. Amazing. Quite How astonishing. Did How did that uh, happen then? I, I was quite upset. Obviously, two teams that I would most like to see lose along with South Africa. That's quite half, I suppose, that's half of the test playing nation that you know, <laughs> are nations of the people I would like to lose. And Afghanistan and Bangladesh. No, 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 no. They're the teams I can always support because they're always usually the underdogs. But, you know, out of Australia and India, India away, I quite like to see India win and they look like they got themselves in a bit of position. I got up the next morning, looked at the bloody WhatsApp feed and everyone's going, go, do, 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 do. 36 all out. What a bunch of muppets. I, 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 don't, it's on BT Sport, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Which, yes. which I don't have, but so but I did see the clips of the wickets on um, somewhere online. It's, Cummings was on fire though. He was on fire, but did, does anyone? I mean, I looked at it and I thought the ball that got Coley out, he drove at a wide one, didn't do much. I think Pajara got caught behind. Ball didn't actually do a lot off the pitch. It might have been fast and it might have been flat, but it's Australia. The ball doesn't do anything on there, does it? Really? Is it the pink ball? Was well, it, it was a day-night test match uh, in Adelaide. So if it's ever going to do anything, it's going to do something there and then. Yeah, but it uh, wasn't then. It was kind of first thing in the morning, wasn't it? Because yeah. uh, they skilled them out pretty quickly, um, the Indians. And they I were mean, I was, quite, overnight, I was quite pleased. Not, not just because I had a bet on the Aussies um, when uh, Coley and Pajara were batting well in the first innings. And then just as I got the bet on, Coley ran himself out or, or was run out, which was Ooh. absolutely hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious at the best of times. So when you've just got a butt on the opposition, it's, uh, you know. What odds did you get? Uh, it was just under two to one on Australia, actually. And that's that quite point. good. It would have been fucking stonking uh, at the uh, end. And then it went right. I mean, whatever, I let it ride. And uh, I didn't actually hear about the test match until after it was over. Um, like till Saturday afternoon, and it was, oh, yeah, what happened in Australia, India? Oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> uh, but the commentating, uh, I think um, it, the commentating, the BT take the Australian feed, and it, it's just so bad, it's actually impossible to listen to. Uh, there's so much drivel talk that Gary Naylor complains that they talk too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did see that. He, he did, uh, and he does, and they do. <laughs> He also, I, wa- he also WhatsApps too much. Oh, God, <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he? I mean, I, I, was, I was watching the WhatsApp, and it, uh, precisely that, what you say, Fred, uh, there, was, there was Gary banging on about people going on. I think I even put that uh, it was hyperbolic conviction or something at some point in the Twitter feed, because he was just banging on and banging on. Sorry, Gary, if you're listening, we love you dearly. But crikey, man, chill out, dude, chill out. No, but it, it was really horrible. At one point when Australia were... were I think they were, what, about 60 behind on first innings. And uh, India went in, lost a wicket uh, before close of play on, must have been the second day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Australian commentators, all ex-players, all great mates, 
Uh, all like nothing more about talking than the games they played in and when they got each other out and blah de blah. We're blithely, blithely talking about what Australia would like to chase in the last innings. And they, they were more or less agreed, yeah, anything over 300 would be impossible. And I'm, I'm shouting at them, going, 160 is bloody difficult. You're talking about 300. You don't know what you're talking about, which must be what guerrilla cricket listeners uh, feel like when we're on. And uh, they're shouting uh, similar things at us. I'm, 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 I am going to... Uh, what annoyed me was that they were all agreed that 300 was about par. Uh, and there was no dissenting voice. There was nobody saying, well, hang on a sec, you know, 230 might be a bit of a tough chase. No, no, they were all quite happy uh, in the in the vast, as it, as it happens, they only needed 90 yards to win in the final inning, so well, we'll never true. know whether they were right or wrong. Well, I, bet they, yeah. I bet they were crying about that. Go on, one, of the, one of the great things about guerrilla cricket is that you'll always find a dissenting voice. So yeah. whatever, whatever the supposed party line is, there'll always be somebody there willing to put the counter-argument as one of the strengths Absolutely. of the organisation. Absolutely. Always, however, always, however, always, always point out when someone was wrong as well. Well, that famously, Gary, when uh, West Indies acquired something like a hundred runs in about thirty overs in the last game of, in the last day of a Test match with eight oh, wickets, was, yeah, yeah. Was basically saying it's never going to happen. No one's ever chasing this down. It's like fuck off. Right to the last <laughs> ball. Right to the last <laughs> ball. Yeah, it yeah. should not be happening. <laughs> But, that's but to be fair, we don't remind him of it more than once or twice a session. So uh, we, yeah. No, we certainly don't remind each other of our various mistakes over the years, do we? No, we don't. Bear, have you switched the record on? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll never forget um, when I upset Joss once when we were commentating together. I think it was just the two of us for some reason. There had been a rain delay. And he turned around to me um, and just said, so Nestle boy, what do you think is going to happen in this? And I just looked at him and went, and this was live. I went, I don't know. <laughs> and just turned away, and, he, and he, he got really pissed off. But and he still brings it up. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. A valid opinion is that we don't know. I, no, it's, it's, it's the, it's the well, greatest. It's the greatest answer to any scientific question that there is. It's true, but the traditional sports commentator's way of going it is saying, "Well, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a bit tricky to tell. You know, it can go either way from here." Rather yeah. than saying, "I don't know," yeah, I thought I thought that was more guerrilla cricket than. Uh, uh, than, than anything else, but personally, honesty above all. Yeah. Well, I just thought you, you you can talk for England, Josh. You carry on. Do you talk for England or for Wales or both? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you, had uh, talking, lo- you, you had a love in with Josh Butler this week, didn't you, Grubby? No. No, was it not you? Did you? Were you not sending him lovely tweets in no, the background? Annie, Annie um, uh, interviewed him, I believe, for Counter Cricket Matters. Um, and apparently mentioned me in passing. I don't know, you know, what she said. Well, I, know, his, I know his I know number one stalker. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a man who has man love for you, is what she was saying. Did she yeah. ask him whether he thinks he's the best test wicketkeeper in England? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. We'll have to get a transcript uh, of, of the interview, or indeed the interview itself. Yeah, it's interesting, because, you know, these, these great England team, and they talk about the team and everything for the team, and, uh, you know, it's, it's no individuals, and it's all about that. You know, if that was really true, then somebody who was selected and thinks, actually, I'm not as good as that other bloke would say, no, I'm standing down and yeah, I'm going to let the other bloke. No. So it's not all for the team, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, no. You know, they're individuals. It's an individual game. And anyone, uh, you know, people do not sacrifice their cricket careers for somebody else. But, but on some level, once that decision has been made, the group has decided that that is oh. the best decision for the team at that point. Well, to be fair, Mike Dines did drop himself from the test a test match in Australia when he when he, he was the captain and he wasn't batting very well. So it, it can happen, but uh, it doesn't happen very often. 
It's, it's less one like, of the, yeah. It's, it's one of the many anomalies of cricket, though, isn't it? It's a team game, but it's an individual sport, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. it it's Especially kind of... in the batting department. Ah, yeah, oh, God, yeah. To, to... And the bowling and the fielding um, department. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fielders oh. are probably the only ones who aren't. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because you're, 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 you're kind of judged on your bowling or batting, aren't you, really? You're not, I suppose, wicket-keeping, but you're not really judged on your fielding. When the ball flashes through second and third slip, it's not a team game. They're looking at each other and blaming each other for not yeah. going for it. So. Exactly. And I've lost a bet because some bastard hasn't caught it. I'm not happy. Yeah. I love the way Bear, Bear always brings it back to him. Is it, it's, well, it's always, I, don't, I, don't, I tell you what, I'd have cleaned it. When there's been, there's been a terrible T20 match in the IPL, it's yeah. all these... It's all about my bet, Scrubby. It's all about my bets. It's the only way I keep interested in things like T20. Uh, but on that on test match, I'd have made a bloody killing. I'd have been betting under left, right and centre. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have had it. That there, was someone, there was someone from the Far East, I believe, on uh, on one of the games on uh, Facebook, Crick Tracker, who said, this guy, all he ever talks about is his betting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair <laughs> criticism. It's a fair criticism. Guaranteed tips. Um, well, yeah. well, they're always well, the same tip go under at the fall of the next wicket yeah yeah. yeah. well it's, it's my little thing everyone has a little thing doesn't they I mean that's what I like it's harder in T I've got to be honest T20 is uh, the hardest one to bet on it's just random shit man. yeah it is random um, but you know every, every team sport that there is 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 to a large extent um, determined by the individual brilliance or otherwise of, of the, the players that play it Cricket particularly so, because they're such solitary activities, batting and bowling in particular, aren't they? As opposed yeah. to something like rugby, where you are physically together as a pack or whatever. Yeah. You, know, you can feel the, t- the team thing there. But, but any, any team sport relies on individual brilliance, doesn't it? It's gone a bit philosophical, I fancy. It does indeed. Well, it, which brings me back to, uh, do we have boring tweet of the week, uh, Grubby? Yes. So, uh, Nestlers and any other new listeners that we may, we may have attracted... Uh, organically i don't know um we run a regular feature on this particular podcast called boring cricket tweet of the week which we have now got a jingle for jeff perkins did one and i'm sure when you put it together there's that and also he did his ding dong mirrorly on high which no doubt you'll have already heard at the start of yeah. this because we'll have sellotaped it in somehow magically anyway boring cricket tweet of the week it's the boring cricket tweet Um, I've got a few offerings, as usual. Uh, there was one, this is kind of uh, t- contextless cricket tweet of the week from Joffre Archer, which just read, my sister is too soft. Hmm. I like don't that. Know. That's cool. So, That's randomly spouted into the air. On what scale? We don't know. Is it the Mo scale of hardness? Oh, the uh, Mo scale. Is that M-O-H, they spell that? Yes, I think so. It's, it's an old QI question. Uh, so is it on that scale that she's too soft? Uh, and compared to what? Too soft for what? This is well, Exactly. A lot, of, a lot of questions arising from that um, short... More post- questions and answers for somebody Indeed. else. Uh, that, was, that was the music to uh, the um, mystery personality round, wasn't it? On uh, Question of Sport. What, good questions and answers. Questions and answers. Yeah, that one. Um, and then I saw a tweet. This is, this is, by the way, my my methodology for this is to type cricket into Twitter and see what comes up. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like it. That's you good. Get all sorts of bollocks, including uh, I don't know how this one slipped in there. It's from the Met Office. Nice. <laughs> and the Met Office said we get a range of wintry precipitation in the UK, but do you know the difference between snow, sleet, and freezing rain? 
no. quite dull. What, I, I, water co- I would water like content. to know where is cricket in that uh, in that tweet. So would I, Fred. No, so would I. Um, back on back on brief then. Glamorgan cricket tweeted the following: "We need your cricket puns." They said, "We'll start you off with Michael Ho Ho Hogan." Ooh. Oh God, that's dreadful. Yeah, that's a good front runner, isn't it? Um, then, oh, this is a belter. Rob Moody tweeted, "Okay, time to finish converting the remaining three thousand cricket DVDs." Uh, Rob Moody <laughs> is a hero. Do you know who Rob Moody is? He's uh, Rob Alinda on yeah, uh, YouTube, uh, and he gets hold of unbelievable amounts of archive footage and puts it all up until somebody puts in a, as we know happens all too often, uh, what, puts old, in a copyright, copyright claim, <laughs> copyright ah. claim, and they all got taken down. But it, it's extraordinary. Where does he get it all from? I mean, he's uh, he's some sort of a of an archiving genius. Twenty odd thousand he'd done uh, prior to that, and he was down to the last three thousand. But I just found it extraordinarily nerdy and dull. So it, it makes it, the it makes the short list. It's not, well, that, yeah, but I'm that, not going to vote for him because he does a wonderful job for cricket. Okay, that's, not, well, that, that's not just a cricket thing. I mean, I've, I, during lockdown, I have seen tennis matches from the mid and late seventies, which I had completely forgotten about that people put up on YouTube. Mm. I mean, YouTube's a what, whole game, whole matches. Like Panata versus Connors in the quarterfinal of the 1978 US Open. Where did what that come fuck? from? Yeah. yeah. I find it really, I've got to say, I find it really difficult to watch old TV sport when it's in low def, really grainy. That's and, the only problem, the quality. And you can't really see what the fuck's going on. It's just like, oh, this is, maybe if it was in real high def and modern, you'd, you'd think it was great. But and also, I, I, something you know the result of, unless it's an absolute stonking classic it's just another yeah, game if, you know. if you've forgotten the match the likelihood is you've forgotten the the result right so true true i once watched the 1971 world cup was it world cup final was it 71 no, brazil versus brazil versus Not in football or cricket 70 70 70 yeah. fuck me yeah. and and uh i mean Carlos Alberto. this was about sort of end of the 90s i guess and even then, the fouling that went on in the 70s, it was just like, Christ almighty. And these well, people were literally hacking each other to death. <laughs> uh, our PE teacher in school had a video of Brazil versus Italy, I think, in the 82 World Cup. It was 3-2. It was an oh, absolutely yeah. cracking game. And whenever the weather was just too lousy, he would just set up the video in the gym and we'd all sit and watch that for an hour and a half, which is top-quality PE teaching, I have to say. Rather that than is good quality doing, PE teaching. Doing press-ups and all this kind of bollocks. That was the Paolo uh, so Rossi. well done, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The he sadly died, Rossi. didn't he? Yeah, another one. Sixty-three. God yeah. damn, man. There's He's been a lot. This, there's been a lot this year. Right. An awful lot this year. He's Have a, a lot of people died this year? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. He scored a hat trick oh. in that game, Paolo Rossi, and and uh, top scorer in the tournament with six, I think. Yes. And, but the 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 most iconic moment of that game, from in my memory at least, was um was the Brazilian who scored. Uh, and he ran towards was it Falcao and he ran towards Falcao, the, yeah. ran towards the camera. Shit, I think screaming his own name or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> his long long blocks. Yeah, didn't, didn't Rossi get a, was it a hat trick in a final yeah. or something? Oh, not oh, in the final. No, was no. not in the final. No, but he got a Marco Tardelli and... scored in the final because actually he did run to the camera shouting Marco Tardelli. You can see it. You look it up on YouTube. <laughs> He's saying Marco Tardelli when he scored yeah. his goal. Which I think he was a hard player. bastard. Yeah. He was an absolute hard bastard. I saw, I was sitting near the front, Arsenal, the Juventus in 1980, I think it was, in the European game, where he took David O'Leary and deposited his leg into very many pieces. It was, was quite it a that, terrific thing. I don't think he got sent off for it, actually. 
Wasn't that the game where Paul Vasson scored in the... He did, in the, the end of the second leg. leg. Yeah. yeah, we beat them, yeah. Yeah. The famous Paul Vassar. We won't talk about Arsenal though at the moment. That was, that was the last uh, time Arsenal yeah. played with 11 men, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's always a moment in this podcast, Nestlers, where, where we wander into football and someone like me has to, has to sound the, uh, the, the trolling The klaxon. football klaxon. Just yeah. one thing. Wouldn't it be typical 2020 if, um, you know, somehow Arsenal ended the year at bottom of the table, which has never happened before, ever, in the history of English football? Never been you've, relegated. You've never been relegated. It's, no, it's, no. Not looking, it's not looking good, is it? You lost, is it five in a row you've lost? Oh, Where's it's that Clapton, Grubby? Quick, get the well, I forgot you're an Arsenal fan as well, aren't you? Yeah. I am, yes. Through thin and uh, through thick and thin, yes. Always, always looking rosy in the red, in the red mirror for me. Has to be said. Well, I, quite honestly, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if Liverpool win the title this year, uh, given the options. Anyway, um, I would like to talk. Um, something I noticed the other day. I might be England's greatest expert, or certainly in the top tenth of a percent of the experts of uh, an American president called John Tyler, who was president between 1980, sorry, 1841 and 1845. Um, he's one of the least known American presidents of all time. I've never heard um, of him. Exactly. Well, most people haven't. Even most uh, Americans haven't. I've read three books about him, which is pretty much all that anyone could possibly know about him. But uh, yep. he was in the news about a month ago because his grandson died. And if you're thinking that sounds a bit odd, considering John Tyler was born in 1790. No, his grandson died this year. And more than that, uh, he has a brother who's still alive. So a man born in 1790 has a grandson who is still alive. Grubby's face is looking very puzzled. How is this possible? Exactly. I'm just thinking yeah. the same as well. That means he had well, a kid probably in the late 1800s or something. Well, he, he had a kid in 1853 at the age of 63. Okay. And that kid had a son in 1924, and who died this year, and then 1928, who's still alive, when he was 71 and 75. Wow. So uh, a man who was born in 1790 has a grandson who's still alive. I like well, that. actually, I mean, you think about it. What's his name? Old Rolling Stones dude, uh, Mick Jagger. He's just had a kid, hasn't he? Or he's having yeah. a kid. I mean, well, he's yeah. nearly and 80. He, and if, he has, got, if that son has a kid when he's 70, then uh, exactly, yeah, the same exactly. thing could happen. Jagger's got a, a, a son, or I think it is, who's very young. He only, you know, he had a, a son about, what, five, six years ago? So, I thought it was less than that. Ooh, I thought, it was, I thought yeah. he, he was having a kid right now, sort of thing. But, uh, Keith, yeah. Keith, had his, Keith had his birthday the other day. Still going. Well, he's still he's going to be all records. Quite unlikely. <laughs> Speaking of which, no. I watched. I watched. Uh, talking of drug access, I watched. Have you seen the Dirt? You seen that Motley Crue film? It's on no. Netflix. It's quite oh, amusing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> are they still alive? Well, exactly. It's, it's a big question. Well, Mick, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones died in the back of a cab. In the back of a. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. An ambulance. An ambulance two minutes. Yeah. Apparently, it's only because the dude who was in the ambulance was a Motley Crue fan and stuck him with two vials of. Adrenaline. Uh, you mean Tommy Lee? Lee? Tommy Lee, yeah, that's what I meant. Not what Tommy Lee Jones, the actor. No, no, yeah, not Tommy Lee Jones, the actor. Did I say Tommy Lee Jones? A, I meant Tommy a, straight, Lee. a straight umlaut and punctured him with that. You know, that would have been <laughs> yeah. two holes where they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that might to have worked. To Tommy Lee famously went out with Pam Ryanson, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Heather Locklear as well, I think. I think or they stayed in the more than went out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> There was something about yeah. in and out, but I can't remember what it was. Um, I've got one more uh, candidate for boring oh. cricket tweet of the week. Sorry. Right. 
No, no, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, this one is from uh, a fellow called Abhishek Dubey. Um, and he's writing to a load of functionaries who I think organise the competition to which he alludes. And it goes like this. Sir, we are players of tennis ball cricket. We have a championship in Haridwar, but we have not confirmed our ticket. Please confirm our ticket. Here is my ticket. <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Was there a response? Uh, I didn't Did you not check? Oh. I didn't delve into it, no. I'm, I'm very superficial when it comes to the research, as you know. Well, <laughs> well we ought to take up uh, his case, because this is a serious injustice, obviously, has been, has been um, has gone on, and uh, I think we need to find out. There's so Does much he... we need to find out. We need to watch all of Robert Linda's videos. We need to check whether the ticket has been uh, legally authorised. We need to check. That guy, the... that guy sounds like the sort of person who sends us messages on Crick Tracker. Yes. Video. Where video? Yes. <laughs> So, I don't know if we want a winner. Um, we've got Joffre Archer's My Sister is Too Soft. We've got that Met Office one. We've got Glamorgan asking for puns, cricket puns. We've got Rob Moody converting 3,000 DVDs. Or we've got poor old Abhishek trying to get his ticket confirmed. I quite uh, like Abhishek. Yeah, I'm going well, Abhishek as well. Well, I'd like to go for Glamorgan because, you know, they've got it tough over there in Wales. And um, none more so than if you're a Glamorgan fan. And if, if you are a Glamorgan fan, have to put up with their cricket and have to deal with their tweets, then... You know, we really you ought think, to have great sympathy you for you. Being garlanded with the award of boring cricket tweet of the week from this podcast is going to make up for all that. I would hope so. I would hope so. And we get Josh Robinson on to ask him, you know, whether that's made his year or not. Well, unfortunately, I get a vote as well, and I agree with the chaps. I think Abishex is the winner by by a street. So Glamorgan couldn't even win that competition. Well, that's Absolutely. fine, but I do the editing, so uh, you never know what might happen. <laughs> is that what you will then, Fred? As long as you get... Um, You're going to say, well, I'm voting for... Glamorgan Cricket Club! Yeah. <laughs> as, long as, you get, as long as you get Perko's Ding Dong Murally on high and the uh, jingle for Boring Cricket Tweet of the Week in there, um, I'm happy. Well, I'm going to have to send them over to you. You haven't got them, have you? No, no, we, we shall put them in. and um, Nobody knows when we record this, so nobody knows when it has to go out, to be honest. Absolutely. Even though we're talking about football matches that are going on now, Spurs has just lost. So, uh, happy days. Um... Well, it's a shame that Hendo is not. I, I was musing. Uh, Hendo's. It's fair to say he's taking this whole lockdown stroke uh, pandemic thing a bit harsh, um, and he's he's locked himself away for many a long month now. And uh, I was reading a book on physics, and apparently there are four fundamental forces in the universe: being gravity, electromagnetism, uh, the weak nuclear force, and the strong nuclear force. And I'd like to add the the Hendo reservoir of negativity. Uh, as one of the <laughs> fundamental forces of, of the universe, because I think without that, I think the whole universe would collapse. It would implode. He's um, he's putting a lot of this negative energy to tweeting conservative politicians on Twitter. Is he? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they I don't read. I must tweets. have missed that. I'm uh, sure think, they yeah. don't read them. Well, sure. he, he's a rare gorilla cricket uh, person who's still on Twitter because uh, one of our number has been has been suspended. Who? Yeah. Uh, the, Andy, formerly Get It Quietly, now suspended Ward, has been uh, kicked off Twitter. Well, something completely inane, if I remember rightly, wasn't it? They, well, they uh, permanent, permanently. It's not that inane, but uh, I don't know if it's permanent. He's certainly been off for a couple of weeks. I know, I checked, yeah. I've, I've been checking a, a bit, and yeah, he's been off for a good long he's while. He's on the naughty step. I thought, so, he, I thought he'd actually sort of gone off Twitter himself because he was fed up with it. Involuntarily, I think it's fair to say. But I thought what he tweeted wasn't that... Oh, I can't even remember what it was. What was it again? But it wasn't that bad, was it? Well... It was kind of misconstrued, I thought. 
which is kind of fine, fair enough in the in the world of AI. Yeah, an AI can quite happily misconstrue a sentence into something it doesn't mean to uh, me. They can yeah. misconstrue a jingle as being a, a copyright infringement. It's amazing. Absolutely, what AI can it happens do. all the bloody time. Well, I I, I called Jacob's Reese Mog the other day a long streak of paralysed piss, but I mean I didn't get banned for that. What so what Sandy? Well, tweeted. keep trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think quite a lot uh, of people I think Grubby as end. the person the only person who has got Gorilla Cricket banned from Twitter yeah. for a small period of time might be able to help you with the, the well, word concern I, I was mystified the other day lads because um, uh, there, there was some chat about that very incident for those of you listening who don't know um, I got Gorilla Cricket suspended uh, accidentally once by using the C word three times in one tweet uh, only as a joke you know it was a bit of joke it was, <laughs> which C called this C a C was what I wrote in response to Mog, who was trying to get uh, one of our newbies to say to say the c word, and bang, we got we got uh, banned for twelve hours, which right in the middle of a show, so it was not particularly hard. It was in a World Cup, I seem to remember. Yeah, it I was. was it, I was away, was. and yeah. uh, I got a little notification saying we've been banned for Twitter. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So that was why. Um, but then the other day, when a few a few of our um, mates were having a chat about that incident, and Mog pretty much word for word put what I tweeted in a tweet, and nothing happened to him. Where's the uh, justice? There is he's no mog. justice. He's mog. Twitter quotation marks has different, uh, well, is that tweet still extant, or did we have to delete it? Um, well, the one that I did that got us banned? Yeah. yeah. I think it got pulled immediately. Uh, at least somebody did. Uh, that well, was before 2020. Well, you, you, you were tweeting from the Gorilla Cricket account. I was on tweets at the time, Nestlers. Yeah. yeah. Tuck, Should tuck, just be for cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was all <laughs> good fun. Yeah, exactly. It was it was contextual, uh, something that the Twitter bots don't really take into account. No, but yeah, no. I can believe Search it. See whether he finds it. Mob got away with it, and I was like, how can, how can you get away with it? And of course, he tweeted back, "You, uh, you know, there there are." I'm Mog. You, you have no idea the extent of my powers, or something. <laughs> yeah, of course, he did. I'll let him have that one. Of course, we've got some fantastic cricket stuff coming up over Christmas. We're doing some BBL. Two days, Tuesday, isn't it? The first one. Tuesday, yeah. Apparently, I'm not going in anymore. No, no, because uh, I was down on the on the same rotor as Knackle, and Knackle's freaking out about Tier Four, and I'm quite happy to step back because it's T20. I've had enough of T20, man. I watched an awful lot of bloody T20 this year. Not enough Test cricket. Not aren't enough of anything in, aren't, else, really. Aren't you in his bubble? And not anymore. We haven't been in the same. <laughs> we haven't been in the same room since the summer. So. All right. You know. I don't think the police are going to come banging on your door if you both are in the house, would they? They're not, but it's a T20, and I'm quite happy not to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to go and do a T20 in Australia. True. Yeah. Well, if, he, well if, he's put, if he's put his hand up to do it, then let him in. Absolutely. See, Dan Christian uh, got, got a 50 in 15 balls today. Hooray. I've just done a search. <laughs> I've just done a search for the C word from the Gorilla Cricket account. And account? I nearly said that wrong. Uh, and there's only one instance. And using my forensic skills, I think it was the bear who did it. Really? It was, it was, it, who was he calling the C word? It was Dan Norcross. Uh, and it was from an iPhone. So uh, it wasn't Knackle. So it was basically the bear. That's what I'm saying. And what, what was the extent of that tweet? It was, well, come on in then, you C word. What, what year? Uh, it was March 2015. Yeah, that would have been me. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like Jonathan Agnew and, and Jonathan Liu all over again. Yes. Well, he was right, Agnew. Jonathan Liu yeah. is a C-word, but that's neither here nor there. Jonathan, if you're listening, Justin you're a cunt. <laughs> I had a massive pop at Agnew, but that wasn't from the gorilla account, was it? Uh, 
Well, yeah, he got a bit precious. It's fair to say. He, he, but, got, he uh, got very precious. He got. He is a bit thin-skinned. Should uh, we, for somebody um, should so we, tall. Should we, go <laughs> over, should we go over that story again? That was quite funny, wasn't it? That was. I think I had only just joined 2016, and he was off doing the equestrianism for the Olympics, wasn't he? When there was a oh, full dress Oh, no, 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 that wasn't about that one. That was, oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, of there course, we, we, we absolutely slated about that. No, 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 it's when they did that bloody off-tube shit the other year. And then um, they were all bigging it up and being all lovey about it. And then I just started, I, 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 there's one of the few times I've actually lost it, actually, and thought, what a bunch of complete arseholes. They're all, you know, they've been slating us for years. And of course, there's the infamous supposed story. And uh, we'll have to say, you know, oh, uh, I've, got, know. I've got the edit button at the ready. You got the edit button. Well, no, yeah. supposedly uh, we heard this through Andrew Miller. Um, that when we joined the cricketer, they were very upset about what we were doing and the fact that we were the cricketer. And we all know that. Um, oh, oh, that's he, true. He left the cricketer. He, he, he quit the board and was, you know, completely flummoxed by it. And apparently he went to Christopher Martin Jenkins, who was on his deathbed, and made him write that piece about that we were predators and all this kind of stuff. And then... That bit is not necessarily true. That is not necessarily true, but this is what we heard <laughs> verbatim from uh, uh, Andrew Miller, who you know was with people who were in the know, and it was all kicking off. And then three, four years later, I'm gonna, you know, the BBC go and do the same, and they're all bigging it up. So I completely fucking lost it and put that story out say, on Twitter. We're the worst predators in history because everyone else is still there, and we're, and we're still t- well, we're ripping not at their ankles. No, it's not no, much of a predator. No, no, we're not predators. We're just doing. Well, I'm saying commentary. if we were, oh blimey, United are two up. My two two is looking a bit that right. Well, it's halfway oh. in, I suppose. One way of looking at it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh dear. Two goals in three minutes. Jesus. Who are they playing? Leeds. Dirty mm. Leeds. I need Bantam to score. <laughs> Have you oh, got yeah, a bet, yeah. No, no, this no, man no, only talk on bets. He's in my... No, that, this is fantasy football. But I had 37 <laughs> points after uh, Liverpool's game yesterday. And that was after Salah, who didn't bloody start the game. And he, I, I started watching it about 70 minutes and thought, shit, he hadn't started the game. He scored no goals. I'm in trouble. And then Very he's, observant. <laughs> it's the football claxon. <laughs> well, exactly. It's the football claxon. But he scored two goals. And I had an assist, and, and uh, he was my captain, so he got 28 points anyway. So I was quite happy. A quick aside. <sighs> well, it's uh, the festive season. Um, so uh, I don't think we'll be meeting again, certainly before, probably not before the new year. Nope. Or, or the new tier, as it's now being called. Um, so how long is this going to go on for, for God's sake? Uh, I should be in Spain, sitting outside by my sister's pool with a beer in 21 degrees of sunshine. You should have joined everyone else yesterday on trains, and planes and automobiles trying to get out of London. Then, probably. Oh, that was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah, I <laughs> hated that film. I don't yeah, know why people seem to like it. Film. It's yeah. on Channel 4, it's on bloody Film 4 a lot at the moment. I've seen it planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah. Those are pillows. There's one great yeah. bit in it. When they're in the back of the truck and they're all frozen, the dog is frozen as well. That is. It's a good film. I can't even. That's the best bit. No spoilers. Uh, (laughs) I've been watching a lot of uh, Shakespeare films for no apparent reason, Um, and I did a review of one. But and I put some spoil. I put a spoiler warning in there. Considering the film is from 1971, uh, the play is from about 1600, uh, and the story that it's based on is from about 1050. Uh, I think spoilers are probably. I don't know. I don't know what the, the the time limitation is on spoilers, but a thousand years, you're probably safe. I would have thought. Yeah, you yeah, reviewed so. it. You reviewed it for who? Uh, for my watching public. Do, oh. do you not follow me on Twitter, Nestle? Yeah. Gary liked it. 
He oh, likes he? a good review. There's Gary. It's actually a good oh, film. Roman Polanski's Macbeth, 1971. Wow. Dig it out if you if you. Oh, is that the one that's on a? Is it? Is that the one that's just Macbeth. on a barren stage? And it's no, of, it's no. a proper full. Um, you know, in Scotland, the castles, the whole works going on. Okay. I like ba- I like Baz, Lam- Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I think that's good. I don't think yeah. I saw that. Um, there's it? one version I think with um, with Judy Dench as Lady Macbeth. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking it's a very of. That's austere what... production. Yes. It's yes. just like it's on a stage and it's all you, yes. know, you can just see yes. the actor's face in the light and it's all well, that's, black. Otherwise, that's... it's very. That's what I did for my English O level. That was that was yeah, like they made it, they, so they made us watch it. So you know. yeah, like we read the book, yeah. watch the film, watch yeah. the film. Exactly. <laughs> you might remember some of it that way. Yeah, which you won't I, do. I, I quite like my best. Oh, it's a great story. What happens? What, what happens these days with school? Do they just get that sort of thing and then just go on Google? Uh, pretty much. But I mean, now they're watching films on Zoom, basically. That's no, no, no. To, 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 to get an understanding, instead of just going, oh, well, I can't bother to watch this, I'll go on Google and find out what it's about, and then kind of copy it almost. Yeah. Is that yeah. What what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I will say Eating? this. My daughter came home with a, what is supposedly a kind of mass what equivalent GCSE paper the other day and one of the questions on it was literally just like really simple percentages that you know you do at about age 12 I was like what it was like something like how many how many dogs are there in this number of dogs and cats or yeah it's was, it was really simple as that it was just fucking what where is my lad my count the dogs and it was my a calculator lad. paper as well I'm like huh Nice. <laughs> I've been doing the kind of 11 plus equivalents and non-verbal and verbal all sort of stuff and some of those non-verbal, you know, where you get a series of shapes and you have to say what the next one's going to be. Or some of those are bloody hard. They're really say. random. I, I, there is definitely, but all my kids have done eleven plus, and there is definitely just a, a knack to that, and they just teach them that. Yeah. So. And practice. It, but it's well, multiple yes. guests yeah, anyway, yeah. isn't it? Schools, it is multiple guests anyway. Multiple uh, guests. So you, you've got like a. There's probably only three answers for each one, so you, you've got like a, You've got to be pretty I, unlucky if you only get thirty-three percent. And I'm quite happy to say that. Shh, wife doesn't like this but uh i'm quite happy to say that all my kids failed their 11 plus just marginally i failed it as well um right now I, 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 have, you, have you taken your kids to an 11 plus grubby is what i'm going to ask you here the wife has it's a fucking disgrace mate i mean it really is i mean uh, the ones i've been to and it's like serious now i suppose it's not that serious because it really annoyed me but there's like fucking 1500 quids kids on two sittings for about 100 places i just think it's it's two ott yeah yeah two ott is that that's i've got to work out what that stands for i'm terrible over the top. what's the next shape <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or, or a true OTT could be one of your one of your um, you know you like those albums by um, rappers and stuff that could be one of those two, Francesco two OTT Tom should is... be your rapper name the rappers you've seen the rappers talking of rappers should we should we wrap this up I think we've uh, we've uh, we've done 46 minutes on, I think we should we haven't been miserable have we fulfilled our contractual requirement for 46 minutes we have I never signed the contract like Tony H. Wilson and the how much am I getting paid I never signed the contract we haven't we haven't talked much about uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, that's that's not be a good thing. No, that came under the Hendo Reservoir of Negativity, which keeps the world I, in, in place. I see yeah. Gary's already had the first part of the injection. Yeah, uh, he randomly was in a, in a space where they uh, he was they doing had extra. something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
He just because I, I went, he was I, talking. Was there something else talking? <laughs> I think I think he was having a diabetes eye test. Actually, wasn't he? There's yeah. a fella right in the waiting room. He won't shut up. Just give him the injection and send him. <laughs> <on the table. laughs> you know, that's what happened. Just say something to keep your mind off it. Twenty minutes later, he's still it's, he's still rabbiting on. They probably just. I do think that the bad light, it. when the the, ca- the captain should have the choice of coming off, <laughs> because it's disgraceful that they don't bowl their overs in the day. They should just oh come God. off. Oh God! If he goes off. on, if he goes on about fucking overs in a day no, anymore, right gonna, I, well, I I'm not. I'm not. I'm, oh come I, on, grab it. His no. solution to slow over rates is having less cricket by one of the teams walking off. I don't think that's much of a solution. Exactly. Sorry, but, Gary, you talk bollocks, mate. No, but he's right that there are um, not enough overs bowled in a day or that it takes four hours to play a 2020 match, which is ridiculous. Four it's hours to so, play a 2020 I, match is ridiculous. I would, I would yeah. agree. But then when you have loads of pay TM fucking reviews... Well, that's down for, to advertising. Well, yeah. that's down to advertising. And bloody well, it's not just down to advertising. fucking timeouts two times I mean, in a bloody innings. The pay TM... To play 20 over games in two and a half hours on a, on a Wednesday evening in July. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the pay TM thing's quite funny because they sponsored a one-day series once and, and I was reading it on the screen as Pate Moddy. I thought it was like some <laughs> new, some new um, you know, Indian dignity or something. Pate Moddy. Pate Moddy. Pate Moddy, where's he? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. Um, it's been no great, as usual. And uh, welcome, now that Nestle's you've broken your podcast, Cherry. Um you know, totally. it's a bit like that. Uh, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue when Willie Rushton died and they got in other people to fill in for him. You know, you got the core three. Uh, you could be Tim Brooke Taylor, Grubby, because he was <laughs> on to die. Uh, and then there's, you know, uh, our, Barry Cryer and uh, Graham Garden will be me. Cryer's clinging on, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Is he still he's, gone, alive? he's gone white recently. Um, so uh, I hope everybody has. Um, whatever they wish each other at this time of year and all that bollocks and uh, a happy new one and best over it. And uh, we'll be back probably sometime in the new year. Who knows who's going to be sitting in the fourth chair. We have to, we have to do a, 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 a strong review of Nestler's performance and we'll have to give him, you know, a 30 page uh, readout of where, you know, where he, his good points and perhaps his bad points, you know, if there are. Strengths so. <laughs> and strength required. I'll have a shave. And, and, no, you don't uh, have to do that. No shame. You'll get your shame. HR review to see whether you're getting a bonus this year. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Grubby, you, can, you you let us in. You can lead us out. Lead out 2020 from the Grumpy Gorilla podcast in your inimitable fashion. Yeah, well, happy Christmas, happy Hanukkah, uh, Merry Winterval, whatever floats your boat. Um, from the bear, from Not Fred, from Nestlers, and from me, Grubby. It's uh, goodbye, good luck, and see you in 2021. See ya. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, so that was the innings of Brendan McCollum. Scores lots of force because he don't like to run them. And here we are waving Brendan McCollum goodbye. Whoa, whoa. Now turn the record off and we can say cut. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.